the Break 87 FM and Reach One Network presents Love and Poetry. Good Sunday. Welcome to the first installment, the very first episode of Love and Poetry with your hosts, Sharia Thomas and Sean Garvey. I am the architect here, Sean Garvey, joined by the lovely and talented Sharia Thomas. Good Sunday, Sharia. Happy, happy Sunday to you, Sean. Yes. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And happy Valentine's Day to everyone celebrating Valentine's Day on this wonderful, beautiful Sunday. Are you celebrating Valentine's Day yourself, Sharia? Every day is love day for me. It is. I will celebrate today and every day moving forward. I know that's right. (laughs) (laughs) How about you? I am doing good. I am doing the same. Uh, Celebrating Love Day. I started celebrating yeah. Love Day on my birthday, January 30th of this year. Uh-huh. Uh, and I went on all social media telling everyone and encouraging everyone that the only thing that I want on my birthday is for someone, for people just to call and reach out to others, whether it's a family member, a friend or a loved one, and just tell them, hey, I love you and I appreciate all that you do. I love that. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. We need that. First episode of Love and Poetry, which is a little bit outside of our element. A lot of people are used to hearing me and sometimes Sharia on the Beat Break Morning Show and other podcasts that we do. But we want to what we want to do on the first episode of Love and Poetry is we want to talk to people and tell them the inspiration and the motivation behind this particular podcast. And I'm just very very excited to be joining with sharia thomas to execute this amazing podcast and it's a it's it's a journey it's not just only a podcast this is a very spiritual and emotional journey not to both of us but to all of our podcast followers and listeners as well as the guests that we're going to be having on the show Um, this is going to be a journey that will be breathtaking and will open up a lot of people's minds and hearts to the inevitable. Uh, We are going to talk about all things considered love, sex, relationships, and poetry, of course. What's a show without poetry? What what is a podcast without poetry? I love it. I love it. And uh, me and Shari, we come from the community of spoken word and poetry. I did not just start out as a radio DJ, radio personality, but I started out as a poet. Hmm. That's a fun fact. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Tell us the history. Tell us a little bit about that really quickly. Yeah. The, the history. history of being a poet. Yeah. Right. I, I actually got it from my grandfather. My grandfather, God rest his soul, uh, he mm-hmm. was a songwriter in the doo-wop days. He was a mm. doo-wop composer, doo-wop, artist. Doo-wop. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I know for a, a lot of our listeners are mature and older, so I'm assuming that our podcast followers are familiar with the genre doo-wop from a long time ago, way before I was born. Uh yes. and he also wrote poetry, he wrote poems in his later life. Um mm. I didn't know where it came from, Sharia. Just one day I was mm. in middle school. It started in middle school. Uh one of my favorite okay. subjects in school is English. And uh, okay. my English teacher at the time wanted the class to write a poem. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, so I wrote a poem. I can't remember. I, I know one of the first poems that I've written was about Harlem. 
which is okay. uh, an, another uh, part of New York that my grandfather is from. But um, mm-hmm. it was just instilled in me as a kid to write poems. I, I started writing poems when I was in middle school and uh, it, it became an on and off hobby for me uh, from middle school all the way up to now. Uh, and, and actually, I, I wanted to write poetry to get the women, to get the ladies. That was my mm-hmm. form of communication. That. Yeah. <laughs> that was my form of communication to uh, talk to or try to get the young ladies at the time. Yeah. Get in there. <laughs> yeah. So that's a, that's a little that's bit of backstory. Yeah. And uh, the backstory on Sharia, you are not only a, a poet, a spoken word, but you are also an incredible singer. I am most definitely. Yes, I am. uh, I, as it relates to that area of my life, of course, I'm a therapist, I'm a life coach. And, and so those are all the many roles that I play in life. And I'm blessed and thankful to uh, be able to help people. Um, But my self-expression definitely comes and that was at the foundation was music and self-expression period. And of course, poetry is a big a big one for me. And I started actually writing when I was probably about seven um, mm-hmm. that I can remember. I, I started writing my, my first poem. Uh, I think it was, as you said, instilled in you. It was definitely instilled in me too uh, because my, my mom has always loved to write. Um, and my dad was in a musical group. My dad cannot that- sing, but <laughs> Did he play an instrument? Did he play an instrument or or just no? My dad, he was just like, my mom called him Daddy Max. So he was just cool like that, you know, and he, yeah. he was just a, a part of that. The I would say the scene and just in terms of what a, a artist would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was gifted too. I will say my mom did say that he wrote her poetry, but he never shared it with any of us. Right. Um. So I guess it was it was a combination from both sides of the family. And I've wrote ever since from poetry to song lyrics. And I just like to write just yeah. therapeutically as well. As you can see me and Sharia, we both have things in common. Our talents come from our family members mm-hmm. and most of the content that me and Sharia write, it talks about love. It talks about relationships and uh, a little mm-hmm. bit of social awareness in between. But that's what this show is about. It's it's about love and poetry. Everything in life is poetry. Uh, The things that we do at our job, uh, the communication that we have between each other, between our spouses, between our lovers. Uh, We write how we feel. We talk about how we feel. Uh, And uh, let's let's get into the origin of love and poetry and why this came into fruition. Four years ago, me and Sharia did a challenge called the 90-day challenge to find Sean Garvey the perfect woman. That was back in 2017, around this time. Oh, wow. It doesn't seem that long ago. It don't seem that long ago at all. Mm -mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And people still ask me to this very day, Sean, did you find the perfect woman? I did. Mm -hmm. I did Mm -hmm. in 2018. So that was a year. That was a year after 2017, obviously, when we first did our very Facebook live for the first time. Okay. Uh, and, yeah. and we caught a lot of attention just by right. doing that 90 day challenge uh, around January, February 
of 2017. But fast forward, I was in a two year relationship with a very amazing and educated woman um, who was a who was such a beam of light to me and my life. Um, and Sharia knows the backstory, which I won't really get in too much detail about. But yes. uh, in the middle of COVID-19, 2020, um, mm-hmm. things fell apart. And um, we went from being boyfriend and girlfriend to lovers to now friends. And since the breakup, I have been in a form of mental health. Um, I was dealing with mental health from the breakup. Um, and, and it was just so many questions that came to my mind while me and Sharia were putting this podcast together. And one of those questions were things like, why do people break up? Why do people get a divorce? Why, why is there a high percentage of divorces in this country, in America? And uh, why COVID? Why COVID had to be the end-all, be-all for a lot of people's relationships. And I, I think in this day and time, in 2021, we still see a, a lot of breakups. We still see relationships. And, and uh, we want to have a platform for mm-hmm. people to come on, primarily poets, and, and not every single person that's going to be on the show is a poet or a spoken word artist. We're we definitely going to have some influential people who come on the show as well as married couples and people that are exactly. in the dating world, as well as people who recently have been divorced to come on our show and, and have conversations, have very enlightening conversations about um, just love and sex and relationships in general. You know, why mm-hmm. why we do the things that we do in the dating world, in the dating scene, in the relationships, why things happen, and, and, and just ask a lot of serious questions. And let me say this before we go over to Sharia. There are going to be times where we will have uncomfortable conversations, which can be healthy. Yeah. Most definitely. We, we yeah. can be healthy. Uh, so uh, love and poetry uh, of course, what's the inspiration to to me was the inspiration from the challenge that me and Sharia did four years ago, as well as what I've been through in my personal relationship. Um, and it's not just only my personal relationship with uh, who is my friend to this very day, but also personal relationships with family members that I had to struggle with and, and come to terms with uh, within a period of time that I was going through a lot. Um, so let's say you, Sharia, uh, what is your take on this podcast so far with the episode, um, love and poetry? And I guess the follow-up the second question, because this is a two-part question. The second question is, um, what was it that attracted you to want to be on love and poetry podcast? Mm -hmm. So what's my take on it and what attracted me to it? Yeah. My take on love and poetry and because I was gung-ho, I would say, to come aboard with Sean and us do this podcast together is that the foundation of my existence, I would say, of our existence is love. And what I mean by that is that Love is a healing power. 
And without it, it's very hard to be able to navigate this life because we experience a lot of hardships um, beyond just, say, your relationships when it comes to romantic relationships, but relationships with the self and relationships with family members on the job, period. And so if we don't have a foundation and a core that is of substance, that I would say is love and not the uh, glamorified love, which we'll touch on that type of love, but unconditional love, then our foundation can truly crumble. Yeah. And so, you know, love in terms of how it shows up in my life is a big area for me in terms of how I connect with people and just the elements of what love love is because we may overuse that word. I know I say it a lot. I love this. I love that. But essentially the essence of it's, healing power. And I I really want to share this and I'm not going to get religious on it Mm -hmm. at all, but because it it shares and it explains love and and a great definition that I want us to really uphold and, and, and keep in mind just ongoing um, as we navigate this show, as we navigate this podcast and just for our listeners um, to recognize Love is patient. Love is kind. Mm. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always persevere. Love never fails. That is actually a scripture. Now we're not getting into anything religious here. We go beyond and we accept all walks and all paths of life because this is about connection and not division. But that is from the Bible and that's Corinthians 1, uh, 13, 4 through 8. And I wanted to share that because I keep that at the foundation of my heart and of my path and the steps that I take in life is to show that to others, to try to be that embody it in everything that I do and who I surround myself with. So I want to bring that core energy into love and poetry. Yes. Yes. Corinthians one through 13, they, they have it right in the Bible. Um, and I was just going to ask you, Sharia, what is love? And you explained it according to the scripture in Corinthians mm-hmm. 1 through 13. What is love? Love is patient. Love is also growth as well. Uh, I know yeah. for me, being the person that I am, which is an Aquarius, mm-hmm. one of the traits about an Aquarius person is that we tend to love hard. I tend to love hard. Uh, mm-hmm. So if I have that spiritual an emotional connection with someone for a series of time or for a period of time, my love is going to grow for that person mm-hmm. to where I will not be afraid to tell that person, Hey, I love you. Right. Uh, you know, even me and my friend who was my girlfriend slash lover at the time, we tend to say we love each other as friends 
to this day. Uh, yeah. So we have a very amicable relationship where we tend to know the boundaries that are set between each other and know that we're saying I love you to each other without knowing that we're not going to get back to that place that we were um, in 2020 of last mm-hmm. year, you know. Um, and, and I agree, love is patient. Love is growth. Love is maturity. Love is just go. that feeling in you to have compassion. It's also compassion as well, having the compassion for other oh, people yeah. and, and listening to them and understanding where they're coming from to offer some type of guidance, some type of uh, compassion to them from mm-hmm. from a place of care. You know, we, we tend to tell the truth at times. Yeah, the truth may hurt, but if I don't tell you the truth, that means that I don't have no type of compassion for you. I don't care about there you. You, exactly. you know, I don't have yeah. love for you. I'm mm-hmm. telling you the truth because I really care about you and I love you enough for you to succeed. Um, so, definitely. yeah. And, and then there are times where people will take love as fear. If someone tells you, hey, I love you. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, what, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean you love me? You don't know me. You you don't know my story. It it is it comes from it also comes from a place of fear as well, because maybe that person grew up in a environment or come from a life where no one didn't tell them I love you. Exactly. Yes. Yes. They didn't get that kind of mm-hmm. attention or that kind of feeling for somebody. Or maybe they've been told, I love you so many times, but those same people may have stabbed them in the back. Yes, they may so have it could come them. from they It can come from a great them. place. It can, from, it can come from a great place or it can come from a, 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 black, a bad place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say the, the not unhealthy and not so good place is when it's distorted, meaning that that's the part in terms of, you know, when we want to jump into a relationship for the passion, for the lust of it. And so we want to be loved. We want to be desired. But the elements of what true love is, it doesn't express itself because, like you said, behind it is that hurt. Mm-hmm. It's that pain. And associating that is distorted love. Because that that person in their space may not understand in their level of of understanding, in their level of consciousness, what truly love is. They've never experienced it. And so they're scared of it when it really approaches them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, We also going to get personal on this podcast as well. Uh, We love to engage to our listeners and let them know about our stories as well. I I shared a little bit about my story regarding my relationship with my now ex turned friend. And so Sharia, you are a mother of three sons and yeah. And you were in a marriage and Mm -hmm. you later got divorced without giving our podcast followers too much details. If you care to uh, talk to us about your journey in the marriage that you was in, in, in the past. Sure. Sure. Most definitely. I, I will start. And I, I think that many can identify with this is that when we experience 
or go into a relationship, sometimes we're looking to be fulfilled. And so I had this very distorted concept growing up that I was not complete without my soulmate. That, you know, having someone that was, I could just really connect with at all levels. And so with that, and I say distorted because it was a lot of pressure in terms of putting that on the other person and myself. And so I carried that into my relationship looking for a a connection that will help to complete me that in meeting someone, this love that I have would complete me. And it, it didn't, but I did love him and he loved me too. But there was so many growth. There's so much growth in, in that relationship. Um, And it helped me to love and understand truly what love is. And so really what I see it as is a development of first, when we say self-love, that's a little, I don't want to say watered down, but really self-love is about self-mastery. And to master the self is to understand the self, to be compassionate. Like I love that you say compassion and understanding and forgiveness. And that's really the key that it takes to have a healthy type of love. Uh, true, true love. And so true love has to come from within. But when we try to get fulfilled from a relationship in terms of some someone else, that that can't be met. One big thing that I, I knew in my marriage that I started to develop was he could not make me happy. Mm. And I had to make myself happy. I had to make myself happy. He had to make himself happy. Mm. And in that place of learning that, you know, that was communicated, that was discussed, that was conveyed Uh, But in his wounds and his own growth and in my own growth, we started to grow apart. And that happens in relationships. Mm -hmm. One thing that, you know, I I learned is that all relationships aren't meant to last. Sometimes they can just be a learning lesson. Sometimes Mm -hmm. they can just be an experience to where it just mirrors where we are so that we can grow, yeah. so that we can develop to the next level. So I'm thankful for my experience with, and it brought me beautiful children and allowed me to become a mother. Um, and that's an, a phenomenal experience to nurture someone, another being into this life. So I'm so thankful that that relationship brought me that. Yeah. Um, I don't regret it. I don't regret it from start to finish because when I did love and how I knew love, I gave it. Mm-hmm. And when I learned that in ways that I was loving may have been limited, I gave it. When I learned that I needed to be more in- unconditional, I gave that too. And so there's no hard feelings on my part. Um, and 
it's just a part of my journey in terms of what love is all about. And really it's all about, for me, I, I feel that that's what we're here for is us to really just bring unity in terms of so much ugly and hatred and division. And this is your opinion. This is mine. This right. is right or wrong. Instead of unity, yeah. understanding, compassion, forgiveness. And those elements are what are significant and really can hold us and bind yeah. us. So that's, that's been a part of my journey. I, I want to revisit something that you said just a few moments ago. And it ties into one of the relationships that I've seen unfold, that I, not just only me, but mm-hmm. many have seen unfold last year. And that was mm-hmm. the situation between Will Smith and Jada Pickett Smith, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. entanglement, <laughs> which was mm-hmm. the, the word of 2020, entanglement. Yeah. Everything was an entanglement. But right. in the home of Will and Jada, we've seen it on television. And everything that unfolded when Jada Pickett Smith came out and responded to August Asina's interview with Angela Yee prior to the Red Table Talk conversation between Jada Pickett Smith and Will Smith that Jada and August had a relationship. They had a certain type of relationship, which, of course, consisted of sexual moments between the two mm-hmm. uh, and this was around the time when Jada Pickett Smith and Will Smith were separated they were not divorced even though they mm-hmm. were on their mm-hmm. way to getting a divorce yeah. they were separated in their marriage and and there was one thing that Jada said whether it was in an interview or on a different platform she said that you know I Will cannot make me happy mm-hmm Will cannot make me happy. And, and Will did everything he could mm-hmm. yeah. to make her happy. Right. He did everything he could right. to make her happy. And and she said something to the effect of, you know, nobody in a relationship can't make you happy. You have to make yourself happy. There you go. Um, so and, and so yes. we, those are one of the conversations that. Um, we got to have on love and poetry. What makes you happy mm-hmm. in a relationship? Everything could go o- mm. okay. Everything could, can go right. He can do everything for you. She can do everything for you, but you're still not happy. Mm-hmm. And, and, exactly. and, and in most relationships, we see it happen where the significant other, the husband or the wife, the boyfriend or the girlfriend, go outside of the relationship and engage in some stuff or, you know, uh, they go extra with somebody marital else. Affairs, extra marital. Yeah. Extra, extra marital affairs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, they go out and, and get a side piece. They go out and get a side mm-hmm. chick or a side dude. If it's a non-marriage relationship, if it's just mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. relationship between two adults and um, the person in the relationship is not happy. They right. they doing everything that you thinking that I'm in this relationship. I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to do as a significant other. We hardly have any arguments, um, and 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 what have you. But this person did what this person did because they felt like they needed 
to be totally complete or they felt like they need to be more happier than what they have mm-hmm. at home. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So that that's right. one of the things we got to talk about in love and poetry. Because um, that, that situation between Will and Jada, to mm-hmm. me, it really made me so scared, Sharia. Mm. It made me okay. so scared about ever, ever, ever wanting to get into a relationship or into a marriage. Because okay. I, 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 ha- I kind of underestimate myself at times. And I say to myself, you know, what if I'm not good enough for this person? Uh, yeah. What if I mm-hmm. cannot make this person happy? You know, we hear, we hear the theme or the fate, I'm sorry, the phrase, happy life, happy wife. Mm, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, uh, I never yep. been married before. Sharia has. Mm-hmm. And it's like, based on what I've been told, I've been told that, hey, Sean, a relationship takes a lot of work. It's like a job. Yes. It's it like is. a nine to five job. There's sacrifices. Yep. Mm-hmm. You have to you, you have to do whatever you can to make your partner happy all the time. And we've been told so that we've been told so much of that. We've been, sold, we've been sold that I would yeah. say, because that's a false concept. And that's why I said I came in with it, with a distorted perception. We, we as a people can identify with that, that, you know, we're supposed to make each other happy. Mm. No, 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 no. And, but it, and if we go into it with that perception and we're thinking that, then we will be highly disappointed because no one outside of ourselves can make us feel whole. No one outside of ourselves can make us feel good enough. No one outside of ourselves can make us feel worthy or deserving enough. But what we can do when we are in an unhealed place is we project that onto our partner. Fill me up. I need this. I need that. And that is unhealthy. And so I've seen that side of it being unhealthy and I've seen the healthy side. And that's why I'm so thankful we're doing this show and that, you know, I, I help my clients. I, I have couples that I help. So that's the lead in is that you have to make your own self happy but it's being able to find the the inner mix of what is a healthy and a harmonious relationship, and that does take work. That does take effort. Yeah, yeah. Yes. For those that are just tuning in, this is the first episode of Love and Poetry with Sharia Thomas and yours truly, Sean Garvey. This is the introduction. We're talking about what motivated us to do this podcast uh this has been mm-hmm. a uh a project an idea project that was just up in the air uh, okay. which me and sharia talked about on and off um and and now we have the opportunity to release our very first episode on valentine's day yeah, this is just uh, it's perfect timing. It's, it's perfect it timing. We also have to take into consideration and to account, Sharia, that there are people uh-huh. on Valentine's Day that are celebrating Valentine's Day alone, mm-hmm. single. Yes, very true. And I'm one of those people. 
Mm-hmm. Mm. How, how I, is that, Sean? Tell us how do you uh, celebrate Valentine's Day as a single man? It's different. It's mm-hmm. very different than the last two years that I was with my mm-hmm. ex. Because around Valentine's mm-hmm. Day, we would do something. We would go out. We would do something. We would spend time with each other. Not that we haven't or we never spent time with each other before or after Valentine's Day. But mm-hmm. Valentine's Day was just that moment for us to remind ourselves how much we love each other without yeah. buying each other things, without having to do this and having to do that, because we know the commercial aspect of Valentine's Day. And I do agree with what, yes. to your point earlier in the conversation, that uh, Valentine's Day, or if you want to call it Love Day, is 24-7, 365 a year. Uh, it's not mm-hmm. just only once a month or that one particular day in February. Um, but it was just that moment of reminding how much we love each other and how we need to continue to keep the momentum going after Valentine's mm-hmm. Day. Uh, but I will say it, it is a very different year. I remember the movie The Photograph, best movie of okay. 2020. Bet one of, I will put that in my top five black romantic films of all time. Mm-hmm. It's in my top five. Uh, and, and that was one of the last movies that me and my ex saw last year around Valentine's Day. Interesting. The Photograph. If you haven't seen it, go see it. It's a very terrific movie with Issa Rae and Lakeith Stanfield. Um, but that, you know, one thing about that movie is that mm-hmm. parts of that movie, Shari, reminded us of how our relationship was. Hmm. Okay. You know, not giving much of the movie away if you still haven't seen it. But there was a part in the movie where um, Issa Rae's character mother, she wanted more than mm-hmm. the person, than the man that she was with. She, They loved each other. They were in love with each other so much. But she wanted to go to New York and be a professional mm-hmm. photographer. Her love interest, her her boyfriend, wanted to stay down in the South and continue on with doing his job uh, because there wasn't anything up north for him to do. I mean, of course, he mm-hmm. wa- he he wanted her to pursue her dreams, but she ended up going. She ended up choosing her career over the love of her life because mm-hmm. she wanted more. And she wanted to be happy. And there was one line in the scene where the guy said to her, I don't know how to make you happy. Mm. Wow. I don't know how to make you happy. So it ties into what wasn't on him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and so to paraphrase what he said in that movie, no matter what I do, no matter Mm -hmm. what I do, giving you flowers every weekend, making you food, cooking you food, taking you out, treating you like a queen, no matter what I do, I never find out how to make you happy. That's what that's what the line was. I never knew mm. how to make you happy. I never knew how to make you happy. Um, yeah. Yes. I would say if we could create a reframe, because we know that that is the essence of a... 
just the foundation, the concept, I'm going to call it the love concept that we all are programmed into believing that we have to make each other happy. And obviously we are dispelling that myth. We are letting that go and really bringing out truly love in terms of the essence of what it is. And if we look at a partnership in terms of a healthy relationship, you're partnering with each other. You're bringing something to the table from yourself and the other person to build a partnership. You know, like even a romantic relationship, if we look at it in terms of a partnership, then we're willing to see I'm sharing my life with you. Mm. And I'm sharing my life with you. Just like you gave the example of that movie, if she wanted more, she wasn't willing to share her life with him. It wasn't enough for her because she wasn't willing to compromise, bend and be flexible to make that relationship grow. And maybe it didn't need to. Again, that that probably wasn't its purpose. But what I like to see and what I, you know, I would keep in mind for myself at this next phase of my life and, and this next stage in terms of connecting with others in relationships, whether it's romantic, my children, my, you know, my mom, dad, siblings, whatever it may be, you, because I love you too, Sean. Love you back. Is, yes, it's about sharing it's not the selfishness of, well, what am I going to get from you? Or, yes, we do have needs. We have needs in relationships, most mm -hmm. definitely. Absolutely. But it's also the giving and receiving. So having that nice flow and learning that flow, whew, getting there, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a self-discovery. I would say that. Yeah. 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 One of the conversations we definitely are going to have right here on Love and Poetry. Uh, let's take a moment, Sharia, and talk about the poets we're going to have okay. on the show. Um, we, we, we got poets. We got people who uh, we knew from. I, I remember being introduced to the poetry scene back in, I want to say, 2004, uh, when I was at another radio station in Atlanta. And I was introduced to the poetry scene while I was in college. There was a place, mm -hmm. well, let me not say was, because it, it is still established in Atlanta to this very day. And it's a very iconic place in Atlanta. It's called mm -hmm. Cafe 290. Oh, yes. Cafe oh, yes. 290. So all of my ATLians or out-of-towners, if you're familiar with Cafe 290, that is the spot for, spot for all things is. considered entertainment as well as jazz and, and poetry. Uh, and, and I was introduced to that world uh, through a gentleman by the name of Del Wayne, who, of course, um, his stage name was His Story, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. and, and him and his wife at the time established a showcase on Tuesday nights before I went to the radio station on Tuesday nights, they hosted this poetry showcase where they bring up poets established and even the ones that were no name. Uh, if they wanted to go on the stage and, and rock the mic, they could. But um, 
I was just so blessed to be a part of that community uh, of coming in to Cafe 290 and bless the mic a few times on, on, on a few occasions. But I also did some um, video work for the event every other Tuesday night. Uh, I was just more so of the behind the scenes guy making sure that I videotaped the content that was being produced mm-hmm. out there. Um, but w- one of the things that I loved about the most uh, of being a part of that community was just the love. It, it was just mm-hmm. the love for artists to create and to right. express how they really feel about relationships, how they feel about dating uh, and, and how they feel about each other uh, or one another. Um, and, and I would say that too, Sharia, is uh, what also inspired me to help put together this Love and Poetry podcast. Hmm. This, you know, and, and I know one of the other places in Atlanta that a lot of people think of is Apache Cafe. I didn't go to oh, Apache yeah. Cafe uh, a, a year. I, I went to Apache Cafe a few times, but that was actually okay. after Cafe 290. So it was Cafe 290 first and then Apache Cafe a year or two later. Yeah. yeah. That that's another that's another fun fact for love and poetry. Um so my question to you Sharia and in a few moments mm-hmm. we got to break out your performance. You're going to do a little bit of spoken word for our listening audience and our viewers as well. What do you want people to take away from love and poetry? And I will give the audience and yourself my answer to that question what would i what do i want the people to take away from love and poetry what i want people to take away from love and poetry is some insight some gaining some awareness some entertainment and just a connection and relating to what we're able to provide. You know, I'm going to take it on my end is I bring my own personal approach to it and my own personal experience, but then I also bring the expertise in terms of what truly is Mm -hmm. a healthy relationship. And so combining that along with just the expression of love in all areas Love in all areas, meaning from beyond just romantic relationships and romantic love, but self-love, self-knowledge, self-awareness, and the impact of unconditional love. Because, you know, overall people, we may say, you know, I want love unconditionally or I love unconditionally, but really that foundation of what unconditional love is and just being the epitome of it and i hope that we are able to explore all those dynamics of what love is yeah yeah yes the thing i want people to take away from this podcast is what can i do to be a better person to be a better mate to my better half i want to hear solutions we're not going to also we're not going to only talk about the problems that we experience in our 
dating life or in our relationships yeah. or in our marriages, but we also want people to take away solutions on how they can Most be definitely. a better person, how they can be a better husband, how they can be a better lover, how they can be right. a better boyfriend. Most of us were not taught on mm-hmm. how to keep a relationship ongoing or how to stay in a marriage. It's kind of like you know or you learn as you go along in your life. Right. Uh, right. Being that I come from a single parent household, I didn't know much about how to maintain a relationship Mm -hmm. or what it would take to keep a person, to keep a woman that could potentially Mm -hmm. be your wife. We, We look at television sitcoms family sitcoms mm-hmm. and, and movies and we think that oh okay so in order to maintain a relationship you just have to keep doing the same thing you do every day you come home from work you say hey honey i'm home what's for dinner right. <laughs> you know you, you sleep and you you know you go you go through your different scenarios with your spouse you try you sit down you communicate you work it out and then that's it you go on the next day and you do the same thing over and over and over again but there's a there's a process to it nowadays Mm -hmm. there's uh therapy there's therapy counseling for couples for not just only married couples but for people that are in two to three or four year relationships um, there's there's therapy sessions. There's a couple and retreat. Even, mm-hmm. I will even say even intentional dating. I've had clients come to me when they are just in the dating arena, but they're intentionally doing it, meaning that they have the intent to actually have a long term partnership. Mm. So, yes, it's from the beginning stages all the way to a prosperous long term uh, marriage. Most definitely. Yeah. 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 So that's that's one of the things that we want to take away from our listeners is what can I do to be a better mate, to be a better person uh, in my relationship? I'm a firm believer that if you don't have a great foundation with your mm-hmm. partner, with your family or with your loved one, you will not have a stable community. Most definitely. And if you don't have a stable community, then you will not have a stable nation. And if you don't have a stable nation, you won't have a stable world. I, I just I just I just believe that as a firm believer, these are the views and opinions of Sean Garvey. Um that mm-hmm. you have to have a foundation first by loving yourself. That's number one. Loving yourself in which Sharia yeah, spoke of one. a few moments ago, having self love. And having that mm-hmm. compassion for other people, uh, but just being a better person, and it, it it all starts at at home. And I know we keep saying that, and and it's the same thing we keep saying over and over and over again. But it's true, it's true. You have to have self love, and true. yeah, it is true. And we do have to have that, and we say it, and it can be cliche, but I want to really bring the awareness of what that is and what that looks like and the journey of finding that, not even finding it because it's, it's in us already. We just don't know how to activate it, but because I've helped my self others 
that we look at that arena of, of what that is, because when we're better people, then we can, just like you said, Sean, we create better relationships, better communities, and we build a stronger nation together. Mm -hmm. And so that has to start with the foundation of one and one is right in here. Mm -hmm. So if I bring, I bring problems, I bring conflict, I bring my own wounds and my own hurt and my own pain into a relationship, then there cannot be a healthy foundation to build from there. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'm looking forward to the poets that are going to be on the program. We can't name who they are, yes. but like I said, I know some poets and Sharia definitely knows some poets and yes. we're going to get their take on the topics that we're going to mm -hmm. put on the table here. Um, so with that being said, Sharia Thomas, go ahead and yeah. bless us the mic uh, as we're getting okay. ready to close out our very first episode of Love and Poetry. Uh, Sharia has some, mm -hmm. po so, um, some poems that she will like to recite to you all. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. I do. I do. Yeah. Okay. I want to share a perspective of, you know, I thought long and hard, which one do I want to start with? And I want to give a take on masculinity and femininity. And so in the past, I've written a poem called Masculinity. And in the past, I've written a poem called The Power Between My Thighs. And so I want to give a snippet of each um, because there's a balance that is important that just, I'm glad that I'm with my brother, Sean, because we bring an energy of masculinity and femininity and we can have those and not be, uh, we can be a man and, and, and have some femininity in there. So what I'm saying is we want to have a balance, both. And, and being able to combine those two actually helps to create that self-love within. So I want to share both of them. So Sean, which one, I'm going to let you decide which one, a snippet of the one on more of the feminine side or the masculine side, let's, do you let's, think? Let's, let's do the feminine side. The feminine side. Let's do that. Okay. All right. So as I said, I'm going to only share a snippet. It's a long one. The power between my thighs. All right. The power between my thighs. Do you know the power between your thighs, the strength yet tenderness? Do you know where it lies? The canal that leads to your womb, the destination of procreation. I hope you know. I can only assume. So let's not reflect on this organ of glorious splendor, which we should not neglect. We all come from a woman, learn love from a woman. So why this disrespect, disrespect from our men jumped into bed with them, never really became friends. So now we wonder why, why did he up and leave? Why did he say goodbye? Well, the power, the power between your thighs, you did not realize. I'm gonna stop there. Yes. Finger yes, snaps. Yes. Finger just snaps. A, just a little taste. Just a little taste. Just a little taste. Yes. 
just give him a little taste on that one. That was that was beautiful. That was lovely. And, and once Thank again, uh, remind our listeners the name of the poem. The power between my thighs. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, I love it. I love it from our very own Sharia Thomas right here on Thank Love you. and Thank Poetry. Oh, and, and what we also want to do, uh, Sharia, is if we have anybody that is a poet mm-hmm. or wants to share a testimony or send us a, a letter uh, to us, we're going to create a uh, Gmail for Love and Poetry okay. where um, all correspondence can be sent to us, uh, loveandpoetry at gmail.com. Uh, we're going to we're going to work on that this week uh, to where you can send all emails, correspondence and um, other things pertaining to love and poetry that you want me and Sharia to share on the platform. We're taking dedications. We're taking dedications. Mm-hmm. We're taking testimonials. We're taking um, love notes that you want yes. us to share and let us express your thoughts uh, through you. Right here on and Love and Poetry. Q&A. Even Q&A, Sean, yeah. I would say just any questions and answers that they would want to know, any questions that they would want us to ask um, and answer, that we are even receptive and open to that too. Right, right. Uh, absolutely. Definitely, uh, we can't forget that. Sharia Thomas, just to remind you guys that Sharia Thomas is a licensed therapist and life coach. Also, uh, so any questions you want to ask Sharia, she is here and she is going to take your questions and answer them. So once again, we're going to have the uh, email set up this week to where you can correspond um, to us and we'll make sure to uh, address your inquiries and your comments on love and poetry on the next episode. Uh, But in the meantime, we are on social media at Sean Garvey ATL on Twitter, Instagram, you can send me your DMs in the meantime, between time, Twitter, Instagram at Sean Garvey ATL. And I am still on Facebook at Sean Garvey. You can find me there. And where can people follow you at Sharia? And I am also on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter at I am Sharia Thomas, Sharia Thomas. Um, my website, shariathomas.com as well. I do want to share too, Sean, before we close is again, like I said, I want to have that balance. And so that was the feminine side and I want to share masculinity. Okay. And that's the actual title, title of the poem sure. as well. Okay. Masculinity, sensitivity, a man with creativity. He excites my mind. He is well-defined. His lips, his kiss, I miss. I miss his sexy lips. They make me reminisce of the last time I felt them. They were so soft, so sweet, so smooth. I want to stay in his life. Can you get in my groove? I can relate to just saying this is fate. I feel that you are the one. I am your moon and you are my sun. You dazzle my heart with love words of love because you are the only one that I'm thinking of your embrace is so warm when you hold me tight I can just imagine how you will love me all through the night but let's derive from that because we are more than that I want to speak on your physique your voice just how you are so unique 
You are so set apart from all the rest. I feel so secure when I lay on your chest. You are the sweetest man I've ever known. My face lights up when you call me on the phone. Oh, to hear your voice, to hear you moan. I can't wait until that day that we so call bone. But then again, I can wait. I will wait because we all, we have all the time in the world. I am here for you. You are my man and I'm your girl. Moving on. Because I want you to see just how much you really mean to me. Your voice is so deep. You make me think of the freak that's inside of us both. But this is more than a crush, you see. I've had love before, but this is no more. We've found this. I found this with you. I know that it's true. Your uncanny openness warms my heart. At first, I was startled. I knew from the start that you are the man for me. Security, creativity, stability, sensitivity. These are the components of you, your masculinity. I'm down for you. Masculinity. Mm. Yes. You saw the energy that Sharia put into <laughs> that recital. That was so awesome. That was great. Oh, I love thank it. Thank you. Feminine and masculinity. Yeah. Yes. I love it. I love yeah. it. That's what you're going to hear on Love and Poetry. Uh, we're going to have conversations, poets, answers to your questions, and all things considered love, sex, relationships, and poetry. So once mm -hmm. again, ladies and gentlemen, happy Valentine's Day. Uh, you can check us out every other Sunday night at 8 p.m., to 9 p.m. We may go a little bit longer because this is a podcast, of course. Anything goes. Uh, but you can check us out 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on Beat Break 87 FM and Reach One Network. We also streaming on all the other podcast platforms like Spotify, Google Podcasts, as well as iHeart Podcasts. And don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, to download the podcast FM app to your mobile device. We have it available for both iPhone users as well as Android users. You can go to beatbreakradiofm.com to download the podcast FM app or to any app marketplace that is available as well as Amazon and make sure to leave a review. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been love and poetry. First episode, the introductions finger snap for that. Absolutely. Snap it, snap absolutely. it out. Yes. All right. This is Sean Garvey. And this is Sharia Thomas. And we will have a, we will have our first guest on the uh, next podcast, the second episode of Love and Poetry. Beautiful. Beautiful. So until the next time. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Yes. Happy Valentine's Day to everyone and happy Valentine's Day to you too, Sharia. Thank you.